Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey everyone, welcome to Elijah Streams. Today is Tuesday, January 31st, 2023. I'm your host, Kelsey O'Malley, filling in for Steve Schultz. How is it already January 31st? That's incredible to me. Time is just going by so, so fast. I'm honored to be with all of you guys today. I'm excited about my guest, Kim Robinson. She's going to be sharing um, words from the Lord that she received for 2023. She's going to be talking about miracles and healing and um, being healed in your soul from trauma. So today's episode is going to be really, really powerful. Um, I believe the Lord's going to come and move uh, with his healing power. I believe the Holy Spirit has divine assignments for those of you that are joining us today, either live or even watching the replay. So before I even bring her on and make some announcements, I just, I want to pray that we would begin to open our hearts to the move of what the Holy Spirit wants to do. So Father, we just welcome you. We welcome your Holy Spirit. And Father, I ask today that your word would be like a seed that would be planted deeply into each and every heart. God, I ask that you would search us, Lord, if there be any way within us that you want to uproot and pull out today, Lord, we just say, have your way in us. Lord, here's our heart. Father, we look to you. You are our healer. You are our deliverer. We ask that you would show forth your mighty hand today and bless these people listening now and watching on the replay in Jesus' name. Before I bring on Kim, uh, we just want to play this amazing video and, you know, what you guys are giving to for, for these wells to be dug and how people's lives are being changed is absolutely incredible. You are literally uh, being the hands and the feet of Jesus and so many lives are being radically changed by your generosity. So enjoy this video of what all your giving is going to. Hello, uh, my name is Kiara Culpepper, and uh, I just want to take a few minutes to send a very special thank you uh, to Elijah's Dreams and founder Steve Schultz and his wife Doreen. I never dreamed that Elijah's Dreams would have the impact in my life and in my family that they've had, um, but they have really been a tremendous blessing these past few years. And I never thought that just by simply sowing into the many ministries that Elijah Streams is involved in, for instance, clean water, um, their work that they're doing here in Uganda would result in me having a lifetime opportunity to actually come to Africa and serve in Uganda and see their work firsthand and the lives um, that they're impacting and changing for the kingdom. I have seen clinics being built I have seen villages transformed, lives impacted and changed as a result of the clean water wells um, that they partnered with uh, organizations like Show Mercy to build. Um, I've seen lives changed and many give their lives to Jesus. I've seen church plants started um, and discipleship going on all because um, such an important need was met in providing them with clean water and giving them an opportunity to see firsthand the love of Jesus uh, in action. Thank you, Elijah Streams, for not just giving me the opportunity to sow into something so important, but uh, for being instrumental in me, me having an opportunity to have a lifelong dream fulfilled. My life is forever changed because of this opportunity. And I know that the lives of those here in Uganda are being forever changed as well. God bless you. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you guys again so much for your generosity, uh, for giving, you know, you're storing up your treasures in heaven. And that's what we all want to do. So thank you so much again for partnering with us and changing many, many, many lives. All right, let's go ahead and bring on my guest today, Kim Robinson. Hey, Kim, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Man, this year is going to be a great year reading through all your notes. I'm excited about today's show. I, I know the Lord's going to move powerfully through all that he's revealed to you. And, you know, you say that this year is a year of miracles. And so I'm excited to hear all the Lord's dropped um, inside of you. So you just go for it and share with us whatever um, God's put on your heart. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm real excited about this year because um, at the very end, you'll hear why. Because I had an encounter in heaven and they are excited in heaven about what God is doing. And so I'm going to kind of read probably what he gave me because I want to make sure that it's just what he says, you know. But he said that this, he said, it's not a miracle if a man can do it. Go after the miracles. And I think that's kind of a commission for all of us. When you're at Walmart or you're at one of the stores, step out and go for the miracles. You know, when you see someone that needs to be healed, step out and go for it, because this is the year for miracles, is what he said. And in Matthew 15, 30, he said, they brought the dumb, the lame, the maimed, which is missing body parts. I had to look up that word. What is maimed? <laughs> and so if you're missing a body part, that's a miracle. And they brought the blind to Jesus and he made them whole. And so that's what this year, I feel like this year is for. And then the main, the missing body parts is really kind of what's um, what he emphasized for this year, mm -hmm. along with some other things. But the maimed and the made whole. And then he has never told me uh, to pray specifically for the military. Mm -hmm. you know, and he said what he gave me. He said, pray for the military servicemen, and I know that means women also, who has lost legs, has lost arms, that's in trauma because of fighting for the United States. And he said, they were fighting for the country that I love. The Father loves the United States and your country. But since I live here, he was talking to me specifically about the United States. And he said they were fighting for me, even though they didn't know it or even know me. And I thought that was really interesting. The servicemen are fighting for the country that God loves and they're fighting for a God that they don't even know. Mm -hmm. But he knows he knows them. He knows that they are fighting for him. And he said they were and they are on my side. And then he gave me uh, Mark 940 he says, for who is not against us is on our side. And I thought that was really good. And um, he was wanting us to pray for the body to be made whole because there's such trauma. You know, yeah. like there's so much, there's such trauma. Especially PTSD coming, speak going hand in hand with people who've been in combat and been in war. I mean, just if you've ever watched American Warriors, you know, the show that they produce here, I mean, the trauma the that trauma. people have seen and walked through is overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Only Jesus could remove that and heal that. Exactly. You know, and even some of the, the medicine that they give the military men causes them to hallucinate. It's like, so well, that, you know, that kind of defeats the purpose. But um, he he has such a heart right now for the servicemen and for the, those that have been in trauma. His, that's his heart right now is for those that are kind of struggling in the trauma area. And he, uh, he, he led me to John five. He said, there was a certain man who had been, su who had suffered with a deep seated and lingering disorder for 38 years. So, you know, we don't know how old, how old he was at least, you know, probably 48, 58, you know, we don't know. And then Jesus noticed him lying there helpless, knowing that he had already been a long time in that condition. And he said to him, now he asked him a yes or no question. <laughs> you know, do you have people that you ask him this? That was a yes or no question. It was like 10 minutes later, you come up with some kind of an answer. <laughs> I know someone very close to me. That's <laughs> like that. But anyway, so Jesus asked, said to him, do you want to become well? Are you ready? Are you really in earnest about getting well? And the invalid answered him. And that was yes or no. It was yes. But the way, the way he answered him says, sir, I have nobody when the water is moving to put me into the pool. But when I'm trying to get in into it myself, somebody else steps down ahead of me. And Jesus said, get up, pick up your mat and walk, you know, and then I'm like. And then Jesus goes on and tell, and in verse 14 says, sin no more that nothing worse may happen to you. I'm like, what, how, what, why would Jesus say that to someone that is an invalid that has been laying by the pool for at least 30? Why would he tell him sin no more? What is he doing? 
And so Jesus said, go back and read it again. And so what stood out to me is that this man, he was, he was blaming other people for his condition. He said, I have nobody when the water's moving. And then he goes on to say, somebody else steps down ahead of me. And so it's somebody else's fault that I'm not getting healed. It's somebody else. It's, it's like self-pity. And it's and he's blaming. And then he goes and then he led me to Proverbs 14 says a tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy and jealousy makes the bones rot, you know. And so blaming other people for your condition, you know, and he, he kind of gave me a couple of scenarios um, of, you know, of a man saying, well, if my dad hadn't have left if he hadn't been such an alcoholic or so abusive, if he hadn't ran off with another woman and left me home, you know, to raise the kids, I wouldn't have been an angry teenage boy and I wouldn't have joined the service, you know, and if I hadn't have joined the service then I wouldn't have been in the Humvee that got blown up and I wouldn't have lost my legs. So it's all because of dad, mm. you know, or, or there's people that, you know, they, it wasn't military, but he also showed me like someone riding a motorcycle and the may it kind of seems to be all dad issues today, <laughs> but you know, moms are in there too, but it kind of seems to be dad issues today. But, you know, and then I saw like a, a, a boy on a motorcycle and he was mad because the dad was abusive and he got on his motorcycle and he takes off. He doesn't put on his helmet. Well, he ends up getting hit. Somebody hits him. And so, and he loses his legs or he loses his eyesight or he becomes paralyzed. And so the boy, instead of, you know, so he blames the dad. If he hadn't have been so angry, I wouldn't have been so mad and jumped on my motorcycle, forgot to put on my helmet, like my mother tells me. <laughs> and I wouldn't have been driving so fast and that car wouldn't have hit me. And it's all because of dad's fault. And it's all that car's fault. It's all somebody else's fault, you know, and we all have we all can relate to this because the first thing the human heart wants to do is find a reason why like i think most of us when we're in a, a suffering season the first we we we're always saying god why why is this happening or we're right. trying to find our our natural mind for some reason always wants to find a reason god tell me why you know, it's like, tell me why this is happening. Even the disciples, when they went with Jesus and they, they saw the lame man or, or the, the blind man, and they said, Lord, whose sin was it? Was it his parents or was it his? Like, we're just that way as human beings. We always want to know. We've all been through this. We've all walked right. through this. The, what the lame man at the pool of Bethesda, I think some point in our lives, we've all been there. But it's what do you do? in that position when Jesus comes. Right. You know, and you know, his, and through all this, it was the father's love. He, I just really felt the father's love that, you know, the, the serviceman or anyone that has been through any kind of trauma and you've, and you've lost any kind of body parts, his love is there now for the miracles, his love, you know, yes, your dad was an alcoholic. Yes. You know, your, you know, your, your mom was molested and you, and she got pregnant with you and she gave you up for an adoption. Yes. You know, some other things were going on and, you know, but now is the time for the father's love. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is just the, he, he has such a heart now for, for healing for miracles. This is the year for miracles and to break off trauma. And he actually gave me um, specifically when I woke up this morning, well, right before I woke up, the Holy Spirit gave me a name and he said Stockwell. And it's, I feel like that's someone's name. He said Stockwell. And then I also saw a, like a green army Jeep in the backyard. And now the backyard could represent your past or it could be literally somebody named Stockwell. You have a green Jeep in your backyard. And in the backyard, I also saw a lot of trash and he every item of trash was attached to a memory. And I saw this person like looking in the backyard and like once again, your backyard 
can be different. You know, it could be literally your backyard is full of trash <laughs> or it could be your backyard being your past. But um, I saw this man like standing and looking at his backyard and there was a bottle, you know, a pile of, of whiskey bottles. And every time he looked at the whiskey bottles, he remembered, well, I drank that to numb the pain from whatever, whatever the pain was. And then I saw cases of empty beer cartons. And he said, well, I drank, I remember drinking those to numb the pain of my kids leaving me or, you know, things like that. And it was, it was the, the trauma that he's wanting to break. Mm. And I, and, and God is wanting to heal. And so the, this Stockwell, I heard him say right before I woke up, Stockwell, are you ready to be well? Are you ready to be well? Because, you know, when people have trauma, it's, you know, so it's a chemical. It could be a chemical imbalance. It could be, you know, your your nerves in your brain are actually not there. You know, they're not firing right, <laughs> you know, and he's he's asking not only whoever the Stockwell person is, but he's asking people right now, are you ready to come out of the trauma? Are you ready to be healed? And so if you don't mind, I would like to pray kind of at this point, and then we're going to pray again later on, if that's okay. So every person that if you are missing a body part, if you're missing legs, if you're missing arms, if you're stuck in trauma, if you're stuck in the past, I, I ask that you put your hand on your heart and I'll say out loud, Father God, I release every person. I release my dad. I choose to forgive my earthly father. I choose to forgive them for leaving me. I choose to forgive my mother. And I, I receive the love of the father. Daddy, I ask that you touch me. And I called down body parts from heaven now. I called down the legs from heaven now. I called down the spines from heaven now. I called down the, the legs, the arms, the eyes. He also showed me that there was someone that had, I saw like glass in the eyes. I don't know if glass exploded into your eyes, but he wants to heal your eyes now from all, from any kind of eye trauma. If you've lost your eyesight because of a, because of a motorcycle wreck, I call down the eyeballs from heaven now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father, for touching their eyes, restoring their eyesight. And he showed me um, there's pain across someone's back. That's like where the bra strap is. And this is like, there's a, you know, he's like, you can't get rid of this pain. So he wants to heal that pain now. Release all trauma. Release the people. Say out loud, I release and I forgive them for causing me this pain. I release the driver of that car. I release them. Father, I receive your love. I receive the love of the Father. Daddy God, I ask that you touch their brain now and i break all trauma off of your body now i break off the trauma i break off the voices that you keep hearing i break those voices that paranoia i break it off now daddy god i ask that you rewire their brains and bring peace into their brains total healing in their bodies now this is the year of miracles daddy god i thank you it's because of your love your love heals. So I thank you, Father, for healing them and that they will sleep sweet sleep in the name of Jesus. I release sweet sleep <laughs> over everyone right now in the name of Jesus, because Jesus wants his bride without spots. So you got to get the got to get the stuff out. Right. Amen. OK. And then he went on to say, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. And then uh, Daddy God went in to say, he went on to say, he said, and so, so sometimes when he speaks to you, he may, he may speak to you in like poems or in riddles or in jokes or in songs. Uh, mm -hmm. He talks to you with using nature. Uh, you open the Bible and all of a sudden that verse that you've read a hundred times stands out to you, you know, a secular song. Thanks for listening. 
The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. He'll use secular songs. He'll use TV commercials, you know, so he's, you know, he's not limited to just one way that he, he speaks to you. So this is kind of a little riddle kind of a thing that I'm like, okay, that's really cute. I had to think about it. But so what he said, he said, I know, but they don't know that anyone knows the small details. He said, I know, but they don't know. I know. I know what no one could know because no one was around to know. But I know. And I'm like, okay, I'll have to read that again. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll read that again. Then, then he gave me kind of an example. He said, I know, but they don't know that anyone knows the small details. I know, but they don't know that I know. I know what no one could know because no one was around to know. But I know. Um, and I'm like, okay. And then so he gave me Psalms 139. He says, oh, Lord, you have, you have searched me thoroughly. You have known me. You know when I sit down. You know when I rise up. You understand my thought from afar. You scrutinize my path and my laying down. You are intimately acquainted with all my ways. Even before there was a word on my tongue, still unspoken. Behold, Lord, you know it all. And then he, he told me, he said, for example, it kind of goes with the military, but then it kind of goes with just everyday life. He showed me someone um, in the shower where there's no one else. You're in the shower by yourself. He showed me someone in the shower and they're looking down at their toes and they say, I hate my toes. I have got the ugliest toes. <laughs> so so it's that kind of intimacy that the father says, nobody would know that conversation. Nobody would know that you don't like your toes. Right. Because, you know, that's not, you know, and but daddy says, I know what no one else knows. And he says, I love your toes. So there's someone on here that you specifically, you must specifically not like your toes because that's what came to me first thing this morning. I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's just to let you know how intimate he is. Yeah. Well, you know, God's omnipresent, which means he's, he wouldn't be God if he was ever created or absent from a moment or a second or a millisecond, he wouldn't be God because right. then he would learn something new, but God knows all things forever, uncreated God for all eternity, the great I am, every second of every moment is so aware of us. And I think what God's trying to share with us is I'm so much bigger and so much greater than you've allowed me to be. Right. Because we because of our natural carnal thinking, I can say my all, my own self all the time. You know, G, Jesus will say, oh, you have little faith. And it's really, oh, you have little trust. You, know? <laughs> you, don't, you don't really trust me. And I love God that God disciplines us through those situations because he just reveals, hey, you're not trusting me as much as you should. And, you know, it's like, I think we forget God is all knowing, ever present, always helping us. There's, there's never a time where God is not amongst us. So even right now, wherever you are all day today, all night tonight, as you sleep, when you rise and when you lay down, God sees you and is with you. And we so are, we're so quick because we're, we're fallen, <laughs> but we're so quick to be like, God, where are you? And Don't he's be like, I'm, I'm literally right here. And like, <laughs> I think God wants to reveal to us this year through like what you're saying, through miracles and healings and all everything, just his love and his grace and his goodness that, you know, he is our father. And as children, like my children always trust me, what I say, no matter what, if I say we're going to, you know, the theme park, my kids don't ask me the next day, you know, are we going to the theme? Are we, mm -hmm. we're not going to, the theme, are we like, they don't doubt what we say. Right, they right. trust us. And so I, it's just amazing. Cause I love that God is revealing again, his omnipresence and his, his level of how much he wants to be with us.
it's beautiful. Yeah. And, I, you know, some of the emails that I get, you know, people are shocked that God is actually that intimate that he, you know, he is aware of even the fact that you don't like your toes, you know, and I'll probably get emails about that. You know, the world is going, you know, there's all this stuff going on and God doesn't care about my toes. You know, I'm like, yes, he does. <laughs> he really does. He cares about what you care about and he, what bothers you, what you're concerned about. He's your daddy. He's not mean. He's your daddy. And he loves, he loves you. And he wants you to know that he knows what's going on. You know, and another thing that he gave me this morning is I saw, I, you know, he so he talks to me mainly in pictures. And so I, I saw a lady whose dog right now, probably while you're watching this, your dog is having puppies. And he he told me, he said to tell her that the puppies are going to be fine and to not to worry about not to worry about the birth of the puppies. He is right there. And, you know, and I thought, how amazing is that? You know, that he can, he is concerned about our pet having a puppy, <laughs> you know, and it's not that he is some, he's, he's not way out there somewhere that you can't reach him, that you can't talk to him. He really isn't. He really is right there. He really is for real, <laughs> you know? And so that's kind of some of one of the things that he was, that's kind of, a, you know, it's just when people realize how good he is, and how nice he is and that he is so involved in your life that it just opens up your heart to love him so much more, you know, yeah. that he's not a mean God out there waiting to, you know, strike you with a bolt of lightning. You know, he really does love you and he really is concerned about your toes and your puppies, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> your piggies. <laughs> he's concerned about your piggies. Well, let's talk about, um, miracles and healings because healings and miracles are two different two different right. things right. right right so what's the difference between a healing and a miracle well a healing would be um you know you're you're uh, well okay so a miracle you don't have a kidney you need a kidney you don't have legs you've had your legs amputated you lost your legs and you need legs that would be a miracle you know a healing uh it's like you know like he he Another thing that, that you say that he reminded me that there's someone that you've got pain in your jaw. You've got a toothache and you've, it's just like a gnawing pain. And so he wants to heal that. Mm -hmm. And so I just release the healing into your teeth, into every person who has teeth issues right now. I release from the heart of the father, a healing into your teeth, heal their gums. I command all infection to be gone, all pain to be gone. You're not going to need a root canal. I thank you, Father, for healing their teeth now, healing their gums in the name of Jesus. So that's a healing. But if you don't have a jaw <laughs> and you need a jaw bone, that would be a miracle. You know, and like the, the trauma people of people that have seizures, they need their brain healed. They don't, you know, and there was, you know, there was one time that he showed me uh, a black brain and I, that's all I had. That's the word that I had was a black brain. And so I gave it and I'm like, okay, this sounds really weird, but I see a black brain. And uh, the mother started crying and she said she had just taken her son to, um, to have his, his brain x-rayed or, you know, an MRI or whatever it is you do to the brain scan. And she said the doctor came out and he said and showed it to her and said the brain was black. Wow. It was just, it was bad. You know, it was really bad. And so we prayed for healing over her brain, over the child's brain. And um, I've prayed for and I don't know what happened because I left left that conference. But uh, I've I have prayed for three people that were in comas. One of them. He was an elderly man that was the doctor said he has gone into a coma and he probably won't make it through the night. And uh, he was an he was an older man. And I between us, I didn't really like him. <laughs> you know, so I didn't really like the guy. <laughs> so it and was so the Holy Spirit's like, I'm you're on assignment, Kim. <laughs> and so I can honestly say it wasn't out of this great love that I had for this man. It was it was just a. I knew that God wanted to heal him 
and bring him out of this coma. And so I, I prayed for him and his son was on the other side of the bed and he was in a coma. He wasn't moving. And they, you know, they had all the tubes out because they said that he probably won't make it through the night. And I prayed and I asked, I just declared life into his body. And, you know, the, the just the life of God and his body jumped. I jumped. His his son jumped. We all jumped. And the man came out of that coma and was released from the hospital. And I think it was three days. He's he lived three months later and accepted Christ within that three months. Thank you, Jesus. I did get to lead him to Jesus. So then I like <laughs> afterwards. Now he's in heaven. <laughs> but. And I prayed for two other people that were in comas. And one of them I laid hands on. They said that he was in a coma and that he would probably be in a nursing home for the, you know, for the rest of his life because there was no, he had a, a terrible brain injury from drinking his, the guy in the other room was driving. They were drinking and driving. They were drunk driving and they caused a major wreck. It was their fault. And he was in, they were both in comas because it was a, horrible wreck. And so I prayed for the one that I could actually was allowed into his room and prayed for him. And he opened his eyes. He fluttered his eyes. I'm like, this is freaky. And within, they said within like two weeks, he was released from the hospital and he is still alive today. And the other one I prayed for, and they said that he was also, he came out of the coma, but he was going to have to go to a nursing home rehab or something. I don't ever know what happened to him, but so that's healing. It could have been a miracle. You know, it's such a fine line. Do you need a miracle? Do you need healing? You know, so yeah. daddy's into both. He can do both, you know, yeah. and it's out of his love. It's out of it's out of his love, you so know, and us, as, as for us as believers, I think there's been people listening right now who you'll they'll say, oh, yeah, this is totally me, where they have prayed for incredible miracles like people to get up out of wheelchair they have gone after it and gone after it and gone after it and they still have not seen a manifestation of a miracle come into the earth right or maybe someone's prayed for healing and time and time again for 10 15 years like oh I've just never seen a healing what would you say to believers who have gone after this but they're not seeing any results i would i would I would encourage them just keep thinking. You don't have to ask for it again. Okay. Jesus paid the price. You've confessed that Jesus has paid the price for your complete and total healing. And just keep thanking, thanking, just thanking God for the healing, thanking the Father for manifesting total healing over your daughter that's been having seizures. Thank you, Lord, that you will heal her from seizures, all brain disorders, you know, and you can pray against any kind of uh, demonic attacks over the family. Release the blood of Jesus. Release the angels to go fight. Release the angels to go fight and to bring the body parts, bring the healing, bring the peace, and then just thank him. You don't, you know, you don't have to battle. But I would continue, you know, just thanking, asking the angels to go and to bring down the body parts. You know, thank you. Thank you, Daddy, for healing their bodies. You know, that the seizure stop, the um, epilepsy stops, because that's a brain disorder, you know. So just keep thanking him for rewiring the brain, you know, or whatever it is. So be persistent in your prayer, persistent in your thank, you know, in your Thanksgiving, don't give up, you know, but you don't have to, you don't have to fight. You don't have to keep begging God to do it. Mm -hmm. No, just thank him because he is doing it. He, He really, really is doing it. It really is working. There really is something going on. So you just keep thanking him for it. Yeah. Go ahead. Because that daddy is gentle. And so one of the things that um, so this encounter was absolutely incredible. You know, this um, this January, the, the month of January, we all do the the F thing, you know, the fasting thing. <laughs> the fasting thing. <laughs> and which it just it helps to pull out the bitterness and the doubt and the unbelief and all the stuff out of us so we can be closer to the Father. And so I was kind of going through this, you know, this with everybody else. And I just felt so in love with the father, you know, and 
it's it was like you know when you you and your husband were first married and you'd be laying on his you know you'd be laying in bed with your head on his chest and you're like i love you so much you know just being held by you is enough i just want to crawl in you i just want to be closer to you and then the, that's the way it was with the father when you get all the stuff out, when you get all the anger out for being mad at God <laughs> and you just so fall in such love with the father, it's like, I just got to get closer to you. And the, the scripture is in John and he reminded me, he says, I am in you and you are in me. You yeah. are actually so close to the father that you can be in him. You know, John laid his head on on Jesus's chest. I'm like, I know that he wanted to be closer. He, you know, and the scripture now says that you can be in the father. So that's where I was. I was I was at that in the father. Frame. (laughs) And if he would have I was, you know, I could I knew I was in him. I was inside of him because if he would have whispered it would have sounded like a shout, you know? So he was talking to me in such a, a, an intimate, small voice that I know that if he would have whispered, it would have sounded like he was shouting to me. And at that, at that time, he said, don't listen for my voice, but listen for my heart. And I was just, you could hear, you can hear the father's heart. You can hear him. And he said, I don't have to be harsh, demanding or forceful because I have all power. He said they, and I know that he was talking about the nations or people that, or people that's against him. He said, they are watching for an explosion of my power, but they're they're not expecting my gentleness to deliver them. And he said with a, and he said, yeah. And he said with a gentle snow, I can stop their schemes. He said, I have all power. I don't need force. And while I was in him, he reminded me, he said it was a gentle baby in a gentle basket in a gentle river that overtook the nation. And he said they were waiting for an army to come in violently while the gentle was coming down the river. And he said, you don't have to be violent when you have all power and authority. And he said, all power. I have all power, all authority. And he said, with just the tip of my finger, I can change the course of history. It's not with a slap of my hand. It's with the tip of my finger. And then he reminded me of John 8, 8, when Jesus wrote with the tip of his finger in the dirt. And in Daniel 5, 5, when God writes on the wall with the tip of his finger, it changed the course of history. And terrified them so much. He he had an accident in his pants. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that was that was terrifying. That was terrifying. And that was just the tip of, you know, he didn't come in and blow the place up. You know, it was just a gentle, you know, when you have all power and you have all authority, you don't have to be harsh and demanding and and blow something up. And then with the gentle snow, he said, with the gentle snow, I can stop their schemes. And he reminded me in Job 38, he says, have you entered the storehouses of the snow? Have you seen the storehouses of the hail? which I have reserved for the time of trouble for the day of battle and war. It was the day of battle and war. It's not like forever. And when he reminded me of that, um, he, he reminded me that years ago, the Holy Spirit took me to heaven and I was able to walk down a hallway with this really tall angel. And being short, everybody's tall. So the angel was like, I don't know, seven feet tall. And we were walking down this hallway. And I call it the storehouse of elements. The scripture calls it the storehouses of snow and the storehouses of hail. Well, I've seen both. I've seen the snow and the hail. But the snow, so I saw the snow. I had the angel standing beside me. And I was looking like through a, a glass wall. And the snow was just falling, just so gentle. 
and it was just so beautiful. And it, there wasn't a ceiling and there wasn't a floor. So we were standing looking at this glass wall and it was just snowing. And I knew that the snow was going to the earth. And I'm like, this is so pretty. Help Elijah's Dreams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah's Dreams and the Elijah's Dreams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. And some angels are, uh, they're funny. Some are entertaining. Some are kind of somber, you know. And so this angel was kind of standing beside me and he was kind of somber at this point. And he said, it is until it doesn't stop snowing. And I'm like, hmm. And he reminded, and he kind of gave me a picture of if it doesn't stop snowing, then it's going to cause like an avalanche. And I saw like an avalanche uh, overtake a train and inside the train were evil people that were planning evil things. And so it stopped their schemes. And so he was, and he said, a gentle snow can stop their schemes. You know, so he doesn't have to be all powerful. It's just something gentle. And it was, you know, a day of battle. So, it, you know, whenever the battle is over, it's, you know, and it's like right now in Arkansas, we're having an ice storm. And when it first started, it was just like, oh, that is so cute. You know, the little balls of ice and they were bouncing off the tree limbs and they were, you know, bouncing off the pavement. And it just the little tinkling sounds was just really pretty. And and it's still sleeting. <laughs> it's still it's still coming down. And so it's not pretty anymore, you know, and this ice storm has literally shut down our town. It has had to call the, the government office to, to work on, you know, the taxes or internet or I was, what was I doing? Trying to get my tags for my car. Well, it said that the government offices have been closed due to the weather. Mm-hmm. And I thought, how funny that that would happen right now when I'm getting ready to deliver this, you know, it was the gentle ice has shut down the government something gentle can stop their schemes, stop the evil schemes. And so it doesn't, you know, he, he doesn't have to be mean and harsh. It's just, you know, it's, so daddy is nice. <laughs> He's nice. And <laughs> he doesn't have to be mean. He can use the elements, which is amazing because he is all powerful. And at his word, things are accomplished at his word. And to know word. the elements are in his control and in his power. And right. I mean, it's like you said, it's amazing because you just think, oh, it's just a little snow. And then it's, you know, all all this destruction, like houses cave in and all these things. And, you know, God is, he is so loving and so gentle, but he's also, he's he is a warrior. He is the king of kings. He is the great I am, you know? And, and that there is a healthy, not fear as in like, oh my gosh, God's going to hurt me. But right, the, fear right. Lord, the fear of the Lord is knowing that God is all powerful. And when God says something, his word will be accomplished. It won't return right. to him. And right. knowing he has so much strength and power, that should bring us um, ease to our hearts. It should. You know? yeah. He has all power, all authority. He says, he has comfort our hearts. It should comfort us. You know, I get a lot of emails that saying, you know, they're really worried about the, the United States and what's going on and, you know, and all in there and so much fear. I mean, they are, there are some people that are in so much fear about what's going on in the United States, you know, and I just want to tell them if you just go be with the father and, yes. and, and let him reveal to you that he knows what's going on that he is the one who has all authority. He is the one that has all power and he knows the intimate things. He knows that the people, we'll just say the train, the people on the train, he knows if they like their toes or not, you know, (laughs) he knows their plans against God's people. He knows what's going on and he knows how to stop it. Not going to wipe out the whole world. He can stop a train, you know, with a little snowstorm. And so he, you just rest in his love and in knowing that he has all authority. He has all power and he knows the intimate things, you know? And um, so the, one of the ways that they talk is the Holy spirit will talk 
and the Father talks and Jesus talks. So all three of them will speak to you and you can hear all three of them speak separately because they all have different voices. And so the next thing that he shared with me, I thought was really interesting. The Holy Spirit started the conversation with me and because it's talking about fear, you know, this the fear of the United States, the fear, just fear. And so the Holy Spirit said, God will not turn his love away from you like you saw your grandfather do to your grandmother. He took his love away from your grandmother and gave it to another woman. And so he starts, he kind of starts with the root of your fear. Mm-hmm. So that's where the fear is rooted is because of your past. You saw something in your past happen. And so that was the root. That's where the fear started. As you saw your grandfather take his love away from your grandmother and give it to someone else, that was the root. And then he then he went on to say, you saw your dad take his love away from your mom and give it to another woman. <clears throat> Once again, that, that fear is, you know, being fed, right? Mm-hmm. Then he went on to say, your old boyfriend or girlfriend did that to you. And so here's this fear. It's just like piling up. And he said, your spouse turned their love away from you and gave it to another. So you've got these, you know, you see this pattern that goes on in people's lives. And then the Holy Spirit says, God will not turn his back and take his love from you. And I know that he he meant that you personally and he meant you, the United States. You know, God will not turn his back on you personally or you, the United States. And then he went on to say, do not be angry. Do not be fearful. Mm. And he said, perverted demons cause them to turn their back away from each other. Demons cause them to turn their love away. And then God stepped in and God said, I don't have demons. You know, I'm like, no, you don't, <laughs> you know, and That's then God used him up in the Bible, but he <laughs> said, it's not a demon that makes me praise my father in heaven. Yeah. And so, you know, God was saying, I don't have demons. And then, yeah, he, you know, he didn't have demons. That's causing him to turn his love. Right. And then God said, the The fear is rooted deep in your soul that someday my love will end and I will love and bless someone else. And he said, that is a lie. Your daddy, your daddy, God, who loves you, who knows the most intimate things about you. He says, I will never turn my love and my blessings from you. He said, release that from your soul. He said, I, because you've got to release that fear. That fear came in because of your past, because your past generation, your, your, you saw your grandparents, you saw your parents, your boyfriend did it, your girlfriend did it, your parents did it, your spouse, you know, and so that's rooted. And so you think because of that fear that is rooted in your soul is that God is going to do it. God is just going to, you know, one day God's going to wake up <laughs> and just decide he doesn't love me anymore or he doesn't love the, He doesn't sleep. Don't email me. <laughs> God doesn't sleep. <laughs> we all know that, it, you know, it's a joke. You know, God's not going to all of a sudden take his love away from the United States and give it to another state. He loves the United States. You can rest in his love and release that fear that God is going to take his love from the United States. God is going to take his love from you and give it to someone else. And he went on to say, he said, I will not move on and love someone else. You have my love. And he said, open your heart. You know, when your heart has been wounded, when someone has hurt you so bad, you close your heart. And you won't receive the love of the Father. Sometimes people, you know, I lead sozos, which is healing the heart. And I have found out that as the heart gets healed, as people forgive the grandparents for all the perversion, for all the stuff, forgive the parents for all the anger and betrayal and abandonment, as they forgive them, they, their heart is opened and they're able to receive the love from the father. And as they're able to receive love from the father, their body gets healed. Mm. And so that's kind of a big key. 
Sometimes people aren't healed because they're afraid. They're afraid to open up and allow God gently with his finger touch you and heal your heart, heal your brain, heal your spine. You know, he doesn't have to be harsh. All he needs just touch you with his finger and he can heal your body. And then uh, he gave me Deuteronomy 31, 6. He says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or tremble in dread before them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not fail you. United States, Canada, Switzerland, France. He will not fail you. He will not abandon you. And so you are able. So if I could pray for people to release fear from their soul. Yeah, okay. So everyone, if you would just uh, put your hand on your heart. <laughs> I like action. I want you to act it out. I want you to, you know, receive. And I would just say, I release all fear. I release all perversion. I release and I forgive my grandfather, my generations past for participating with perverted spirits. I forgive them and I declare the blood of Jesus over my grandparents, over my parents, over my spouse, over me. I declare the blood of Jesus to purify my bloodline. I release all anger, fits of anger, fits of rage. I just re I just ask, Father, that you forgive them. I forgive them and I declare the blood of Jesus to forgive them for these fits of rage. And I receive, I receive your love, Father, in place of all the anger. I want you to open your hands, open your heart up and say, Father, I receive your love now to fill me with your love. Touch me with your finger. I am not afraid of you. You know me intimately. I receive your love. Heal my body. I receive your finger to touch my brain. Break off all trauma. Set me back into being normal in my right mind, just like you did at the man that was walking around the tombs. He was stuck in his past. You healed him sweetly. So I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Daddy God. Heal me. Make me whole. Set me in my right mind and clothe me with your righteousness in the name of Jesus. And so I was, amen. I, I just keep hearing over and over again, which we all know this scripture, but uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever uh, believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the, that God would give his only son for us while we were still sinners, right? We still steeped in sin, that he would give just the love of that verse alone, letting that saturate your hearts and perfect love casts out fear. Yeah. So if we want, if we want fear cast out, we need to accept what Jesus Christ has done. No greater love than this to lay down your life for your brother you know, Jesus laid his life down, paid the ultimate cost. And I think meditating on all that Jesus has done for us and that the father would send him and all he went through. And, you know, he, he was so under such torment of the soul. He's sweating drops of blood and resistance. Mm -hmm. And it's like, just, just thinking of all of that. I mean, that will heal your heart. That will remind you of God's love. I think more than anything, because in life, we have ups and downs, guys. Our life is never going to be perfect. Things come in our lives we don't ask for. Trauma happens we don't ask for. But when we look to Jesus and we see that he was beaten, he was bruised, he was wounded, he was left ridiculed, everyone he trusted around him left him. They completely abandoned him. Yeah. Been abandoned like Christ has been abandoned. No one. I mean, right. he, who's been completely neglected where the father turns his face from him? Not any of us. We've, we've right. experienced that. Right. Even the Bible says now, even if we're in the deepest parts of the ocean, God says, I'm there. If you're in the highest place, the lowest place, I am there. 
He really is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> but Jesus had to go through such intense suffering and pain for us so he could walk with us. So as as you're walking through this trauma and as Kim's praying for you, remember all that the Lord has done for you. And remember that you're not alone through any of this. Mm -hmm. And as you say every prayer, as you release every forgiveness, this is God's heart for your life, is that you would live like his son. While Jesus is being crucified on the cross, he says, mm -hmm. Father, forgive them. They know not mm -hmm. what they do. As mm -hmm. Stephen is being stoned to death, we hear Stephen repeat the same words of, of our Lord Jesus Christ. Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And thank goodness he prayed that prayer because there was Paul holding everything. Thank goodness Stephen released forgiveness upon Paul because who knows what would have happened if, if he didn't with Paul. Right. And it's, it's just, I mean, always going back to the Lord and reminding ourselves that we're not alone and, and things do come in life and things do happen, but we always have Christ to lean upon. Right. That in itself, the gift of Christ is beyond anything that we could ever need or want. Right. And one one of the things is, uh, you know, people ask me, how do you, how do you hear Jesus and, and the Father and the Holy Spirit? And it's just like the, the brick wall behind me. Just like what you were saying, we have situations in our lives that will cause one brick upon another brick upon it. And before you know it, you've got a wall built between you yeah. and Jesus. Yes. And, you know, so if you if you can't hear him, you can't feel him, you can't see him. Just ask Jesus, is there a wall between you and I? And will you take down each brick? So each brick that's behind me, it could represent, you know, your mother giving you up for adoption. It could be, you you know, you saw the bus driver run over your dog, you know, and it, it, every brick that you have built between you and Jesus could represent something and allow him to remove these bricks in your life. And as the wall falls, your heart gets healed. And then you have a, just a, an amazing relationship with Jesus and the father. And it just opens up your whole world, you know, and it's just like this encounter that I just had this month during the, the fasting, <laughs> I had I had this um, wonderful encounter with Jesus in heaven. I was walking down a hallway and it was a really long hallway and it had it had tall walls. You know, like some of the really nice places, the, the walls are higher, you know, the classier places that you go to. From what I hear, the walls are really high. <laughs> and so I was walking down this this hallway and it was like going into a banquet or into a party room and I could hear just amazing excitement and I could hear celebration and I could hear music that they were so excited and there was something going on this banquet hall room down the hallway and I walked as I walked in I saw there were two lines and they were line dancing and the two lines Jesus was over he was in one line had his arms over these people and they and he saw me standing in the doorway and he motions for me to come join the celebration and I don't I didn't know what we were celebrating but I wanted to be a part of it because they were so excited they were so happy and the um, some of the people would break the line and they would mingle with each other and they would just and they were shouting. Did you see the miracles? He did the miracles. He did. The, and they would just all back and forth. The miracles. Did you see the miracles? And they would break and they would dance. And when we were dancing and we'd get the lines would come together and people would would break the line and they would just again. There was just all kinds of people and they were shouting. Did you see the miracles? And I was like, I don't know what they're talking about, but they were really super excited. They were celebrating something. And then I came back and I didn't know what I was like, well, I don't know what that was, but I feel really good right now. <laughs> I am really happy and I don't know why. And then he gave me these two, these two scriptures to explain, you know, what the, what the encounter was about. And the first one was uh, Psalms 122. I was overjoyed when they said, let us go up to the house of the Lord. Oh, Jerusalem, 
You were built as a city of praise where God and men mingle together. You can have an encounter with Jesus where you mingle with him. And that's just what that's what I was doing. That's what they were doing. I'm like, well, why? Why are we celebrating? What was what was the miracles? What why are we why are they so happy? And then he gave me Psalms 126. He said, it was like a dream come true when they freed us from our bondage and brought us back to Zion. We laughed and laughed and overflowed with gladness. And they were definitely doing that. We were left shouting for joy and singing your praise. All the nations I mean, and countries and, you know, Canada and Switzerland and France and Africa, all the nations saw it and joined in saying, and I, I feel like this is what they're going to be saying over the United States. The Lord has done great miracles for them. And, it, you know, it's the Lord has done great miracles for them. If it's if it's a miracle, you know, if a man can do it, it's not a miracle. And the, they were shouting, the Lord has done great miracles for them. Yes, he did mighty miracles and we are overjoyed. Now, Lord, do it again. Restore us to our former glory. And then he showed me in verse six, the last thing he said, but we will return with joyful laughter and shouting and gladness as they bring back armloads of blessings and a harvest overflowing. You know, and that all this just fit together with the servicemen the miracles that God's doing is healing, healing the bodies and also healing the United States. If man can do it, it's not a miracle. And they, you know, that's like this scripture. They are shouting, the Lord has done great miracles. So God is doing, they're celebrating in heaven right now, right, right now. It's not years. It's not a thousand years. It's right now. I think he's never ceased in be in doing miracles all throughout history. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Right. And he is a worker. He's the healer. He is the deliverer. He's our strength. He's he's the shepherd. He's the king. He he has never ceased to do any of these things, but we've ceased to believe he has. Right. And because of the hurts, because of the wounds. Yeah. Exactly. But what an encouraging word from the Lord. And yeah, I mean, so I, I just want every, I just want everyone to be encouraged, you know, because I keep getting these emails that people are so discouraged about the United States. You really don't have to be really for real. He is really all power, all authority. He is doing the miracles. He really, really is. And so just celebrate because he really is doing it. And we're, we're just so it's a great time. It's a great time to celebrate. It's a great time to be happy and release that from your soul. Release that fear from your soul and be happy. <laughs> well, if there's anything else you want to uh, pray or if there was any anything else the Lord gave you, I'm just going to give you these last couple of minutes to do that. And then we'll talk about kind of where people can follow along with you. Because I know you do YouTube stuff and more videos on he Sozo and trauma and all this. But right. first, if... Do you want to pray again for everyone or yeah, you bet father? I just thank you, Lord, for each and every person that is watching this. And I know that their faith is now built up that they are able to release even more fear, more trauma, more unforgiveness. So I just, I thank you father right now. I declare their soul to be healed for your healing to come in, to heal their soul, break down those walls I just speak to the walls that they have built up between you and Jesus, between between you and the Father. Break down those walls. Daddy God, I ask that you take them by the hand, walk them over the wall, show them what's on the other side of the wall. I want you to say, Father God, what's on the other side of this wall? What does he show you? What does he say? Receive what he says. It's very easy. He's intimate with you. He loves you. He's not mad at you. And I just thank you, Lord, for complete and total healing over their bodies. Uh, all brain disorders be healed. I command epilepsy to stop now. I thank you, Father God, for releasing the cure for cancer, that it is exposed it is revealed. The cure for cancer is exposed now. Be released. The cure for MS, let it be released now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for complete and total healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Kim, where can people follow along with your journey with God? Um, well, they can go to my website, 
<laughs> and if that you know if they want to contact me to, to invite me to speak at a conference I've, I've been invited to new york city or to new, oh, yeah. to new yeah and so that's still kind of in the works so if you have a conference or a meeting or a podcast or something that you'd like to contact me you can go to my website under my contact and contact me and we'll go from there and i also have you know the facebook i have facebook page heaven is real and fun i post a lot of things on there truth social rumble is heaven is fun and my youtube is heaven is real and fun post things on there so i'm kind of everywhere <laughs> <laughs> i'm everywhere That's yeah awesome. and you can also pick up books from the website and pick up my husband's cookbook just like i was sharing with you earlier my prayer room smells like smoked cheese because my husband came in my prayer room carrying a tray of smoked cheese and so it's like it smells like hickory smoked cheese in there it's amazing but and i have pdfs that you can download i also have an audio book you can download i have still have cds for people who have cd players and uh, children's coloring books you know a little bit of everything so check it out like yes. subscribe share <laughs> all the things do all the things and the main thing is the main thing is the wall you know just let the wall behind me remind you to ask jesus to get to remove the wall because it's all the only reason you know he wants all of us with him all of us not just me he wants you there too and it's easy it's super easy really easy daddy's nice and it's easy yes amen well kim thanks so much for being on with us today i know many people are blessed make sure to send your testimonies over to Kim so she can hear how um, the Lord's really touched your heart today. I know that blesses you, Kim, when people... It does. <laughs> and tomorrow, Steve will be back. It'll be Wednesdays with Kat and Steve. We love you guys so much. We bless you in Jesus' name. Have an amazing day today and the rest of your week. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, God bless you guys. <laughs> this has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.